Praise God. You know, I, I said it earlier, I don't know if everybody heard it. During Mother's Day, it always smells good here around the stage when all the moms come together. Father's Day is, is a different story. Because <laughs> we all came from work, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the reason why. <laughs> uh, we're continuing our Radical Change series. We're going to be on our part two of that series. Please turn your Bibles over to the book of James, or stay at chapter 1. We're, we are going to be reading verses 2 to 4. You're at the book of James, please say amen. All right, praise God. Verse 2 reads, I'm reading from the NIV version. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for, again for the moms, this, this, this moment that we are able to worship you and praise you. We thank you for the songs. We thank you for the singers and the instrumentalists, Father God. We thank you for this building that you provide for us. We thank you for this country that you've brought us in and raised us to where we can praise and worship you without fearing for our lives, Lord God. We ask now, Father, for your Holy Spirit your Holy Spirit, to humble our proud hearts so that we can hear your message and let you, Lord God, speak to us through the verses and the words. As they hear my voice, Father, I pray that they will hear you. And may the message that they hear tonight change their minds and their hearts on how they live for you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right, so you guys, uh, this is, um, what do you guys call this? Martillo in, in the Philippines, yes. Um, if I can please have, uh, who's my, <clears throat> the last time I had Mikey here to help me. You know what, let's have uh, my, my cousin Chris, because he's always quiet. My, my cousin Chris is a shy guy. Come, come up here, Chris. He's going to be my, my assistant. Come on, come on, come on, Chris. We, we, we never, we, you know, me, me and my cousin Chris here, we never really got to do anything as we were growing up. We were really, we're just recently now being close for like, it's been five days that so we're getting better, right? <laughs> no, Chris is my cousin, he's a shy guy, and I'm, um, I have here an orange, right? This is an orange. This is a hammer. This is Chris. Chris, can you please? Um... No? You guys get it? You guys get what's going to happen? Wait, hold that, Chris. You get what's going to happen if Chris smashes this with the hammer? Right, 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 right. Okay. How about this one? 
So, Ju Judy, this was the wrong type to sit in the front. <laughs> this is a raw egg. Can you hold that and confirm to them that it's an egg? Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> put that there. And this is not face wash from last week's message. This is the toothpaste that Anna Lou uh, decided to buy for us. So if you put the pressure. Okay, Chris, let's do this. Let's try so that we don't make a mess so much. Well, we're leaving this building anyway, right? So we must <laughs> go for the egg. Oh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, you're wearing a ni nice clothes, so just kind of like project it towards the front. <laughs> so the egg brought out egg, a yolk. So now, Chris, can you put your hands over there? So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> Chris was going to do it too. The point of that is when you put pressure onto something, with enough pressure, whatever is in that container or fruit or egg, that's what's coming out. Amen? It's the same thing with us. Christians, when pressure, the pressure of life, the testing, the trials, comes out our faith, however small or however big our faith is, however little or how, however much of a faith you have on God, it gets revealed by pressure, which brings me to the title of our message The pressure test. Now, when it comes to diamonds, the, to test the genuineness of a diamond, jewelers will often place it in clear water, which causes a real diamond to sparkle with special brilliance. An imitation stone, on the other hand, will have almost no sparkle at all. It would be like that coffee mug or glass that you have. When the two are placed side by side, even an untrained eye can easily tell the difference which one passes and which one fails. Now in a similar way, even the world can often notice the marked differences between genuine Christians and those who merely profess their religion. Many Christians have great confidence in their faith until it is severely tested by hardships and disappointments. Now we saw what happened there. If I smash this, I'm not expecting an egg to come out of it, nor a toothpaste, right? We expect orange and juice and the pulpit not this pulpit, but the pulpit in there, right? To come out of it, whatever it's made of, that's what's going to come out. 
Now, historically speaking, James, this, the book of James was written to people who have more than their share of tests and trials. He is writing to people who were hated by the Gentiles because they were Jews. And then they were also hated by the Jews because they were Christians. They had nothing. They were both a foreigner on both ends. Now James is ready to give those of us, those of us here, who are struggling with the testing or trials of life. Our life is good. It has to be tested if we need to if we're going to be radically changed it needs to be tested the pressure test must happen now we have the biblical directives to pass the pressure test tonight that's what we're going to be discussing we're going to discuss the biblical directives to pass the pressure test that we all go through and will go through with flying colors so the first point, the reality of the pressure test. In verse 2 to 4, it reads, again, Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may mature and complete, not lacking anything. For your radical change to be successful, the Apostle James tells us that there are two truths that we need to know about every trial we face. The first one, that the pressure test will come. I know, I hate tests too. Whenever they say pop quiz in school, I sweat bullets, I tell you. Because that's the last thing I want to do in school, is to get tested. The one thing that I really like about school is my friends and playing and eating my lunch. But the thing is, when you go to school, you need to be tested. You need to be tested to see if you have learned what you're studying. Now, does that mean necessarily that we like tests? No. Some of you probably do. But in life, we all can agree that none of us likes to be tested. If we're all going to be honest. I don't like it either. I don't like trials. I don't like tests. I'd rather have everything all peachy. Everybody getting along. Nobody's rocking the boat. There's no move to be done. There's no work to be done. Just getting along and, and happy and peachy. But the thing is, that's not life. We all know it. But for some odd reason, in our Christianity, we think that the moment we accepted Christ, there should have been no more test. Because now we belong to God the Father, the creator of all things, the, the ruler of all nations. There should have not been any more challenges. But we know that it's not true. James lets us know immediately that it is not a matter of if. We face trials, but it is a matter, matter of when we face trials. We will all have trials. They are predictable and they are certain. The first key to pass the pressure test is to be prepared. It's to be prepared. 
we can't get caught off guard. Trials or the testing of our faith are going to come our way, church. We can't be the person that says, oh my gosh, I can't believe. We have to be prepared. The Bible has taught us this repeatedly. Now we're studying the book of James. Trials will come. The testing of our faith will come. Now, I know that some of you are going through some hard trials and testing of your faith. And we are with you in prayer. Our hearts go out to you. But this is really a part of our lives because this is when what's in us is getting revealed. Now, what types of trials will we face? Now, if you have your Bibles and, and if you've borrowed one from the church, you can have that. Please circle the words, many kinds. Many kinds. What types of trials will we face? Many kinds. Different kinds. As this comes from the Greek word, poikilos. Simply stated, which is here. This is our Greek word, poikilos. Simply stated, our trials will come in all shapes and sizes. Some big, some small, some short, short period of time, some for a long period of time. While we don't know the size of the trial, we certainly know that the trial is predictable. Now, five years ago, five years ago, this church, if you didn't know, Five years ago, we renewed the lease for this building with our partnering church in the morning. They requested for us to stay here and renew the lease with them because without us, it would be too difficult for them to pay it. And then we were asked to pay the larger amount of that lease. And we were told as we renewed the lease agreement by the landlord that we will experience an increase every year. Five, four, three, two, one. Every year there's an increase, a significant increase, about 6% from where we were when we renewed it, totaling our lease amount to 8650 I believe. Then we were told, by the end of this year, last year, we were told that we're going to be increased up to $10,000 a month. The morning church decided that it was time for them to go, which left us all as a church. Oh no. <laughs> what are we going to do? Red or black, right? We were debating on which color to bet the money on, the collection for Sunday. I'm kidding, we weren't. But we were praying, we were looking for what God wants for us to do. In regards to which building and where are we going to rent? Are we going to be buying? Or are we going to be staying? Are we be cutting the square footage? Like anyone else, we would rather not pay more than we should. We would rather have things the same. Amen? That's life, right? We would rather have everything the same. If my Monday to Friday, I'm just going to work from 8 to 5, and then I come home, 5.30, and who loves on me, the children will love on me, they still want to be with me, 
and then Tuesday reset, same thing. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. We would rather have that, right? Same with the church. Can we just keep everything the same? But no, God doesn't usually grow us when we stay in our comfort zones. Any growth for that matter, whether it's for your business or for your your physical well-being, you are not told to stay where you are. If you need to be physically fit, you're asked to push it, right? They, they tell you no pain, no gain. If you don't ask, uh, add more resistance in your weights, in your weight training, don't expect any growth in your muscles. You're, you're to, you're to, you, you toning your body will not be as effective. We're not usually told to stay in our comfort zone. Same with our faith. Our faith grows when trials come our way. And it's a guarantee, as the book of James shows us. Consider it pure joy. Now, he's not, you know, James is not celebrating the pain in every trial. Now, he reminds me of Bong. Did you know Bong was hired by King Charles? Yeah. Did you guys not get that in the, no, you didn't? Yeah, King Charles, right? New, new king for England, and they hired Bong. Bong. Bong became his assistant. Yeah. Bong, because Bong's very, very positive. Bong is the guy that everything's good for him. So King Charles, two days ago, King Charles went hunting. And Bong had his rifle. They went hunting. They went to the forest. And King Charles asked Bong, Bong, hand me my rifle. Bong gives him his rifle. Because Bong is always positive. Did I tell you that? Everything's good for him. Something ha- bad happens, he says, all is good. It's always good. Mr. Positive, because he, he heard this teaching that remain positive and everything will change. So he gave the rifle to King Charles. King Charles shoots the bear, but it backfires. It took out one of his thumb, his right thumb. And he looks at Bong, he goes, don't even dare, Bong, to say that this is good. And Bong goes, this is good, this is good. So now... Bong was sent to jail. You, King Charles sent him to jail because, you know, it's so offensive. I got hurt and you say it's good. How can it be good? And the next day, King Charles went hunting again, same forest, different rifle, different assistant. He shoots this animal, but then there were some, there were some man-eaters there, the cannibals. They captured King Charles. But this, this cannibal, they have a superstition. That the person that they're going to eat must be perfect. But then when they saw King Charles' thumb, right thumb was missing, they're like, oh, you got to go. We can't eat you. So King Charles goes, I have to go back to Bong and thank him. He goes back to Bong and he goes, Bong, I'm, I'm so sorry. You were right. It was, it was, it was good that I, I blew off my thumb. And, and, and then Bong goes, don't worry, King Charles. This is good. It was good that I'm here. He goes, Really? How can you say I brought you to jail? It was unfair. He goes, no, because if I were with you, then I would have been eaten. <laughs> so I, 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 I didn't write the joke. So if you want have any complaints, Google where that joke came from and send it to them, right? The pressure test, everybody, the pressure test, as much as it's guaranteed, the pressure test is calculated. Every test that we have taken in school, right, there's a, there's a limit to it. The teachers or the person that put that together, they know that there is a certain limitation on that pressure test. 
Now, if you're doing, if your business is about water pressure, you know how much water pressure a certain tank can, can take. And same with engines. If you're a mechanic, you know that there's a certain pressure that needs to be in the engine in, in order for the engine to work properly. So pressure tests, the same thing with our spiritual pressure test, it's measured. It's measured. If you look at verse 3 to 4, it says, Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. James warns us that a radical change to, for a radical change to happen, we must realize the truth about our trials or our pressure tests, that they have a purpose, and the purpose is that our faith to develop. However, it is calculated by our good Father. It, it is all calculated by our good Father. God knows how much he can stretch us. He does. We don't know it. He does. We don't know how, how far we can stretch ourselves. So remember the saying of the world that says, God will not give you anything you cannot handle? That's wrong. That's actually wrong. That's not in the Bible. The Bible verse that people think that's, that it's saying that is about temptation. God will not tempt you beyond Anything that's been done to any human being. That's the one that they're probably referring to. But in regards to trials, God will always give us things that we cannot handle on our own. Because what God is waiting for us to say is this. This prayer, a humble prayer saying, Lord, I can't do this. I'm done, Lord God. I'm done trying, I'm done begging, I'm done trying to exert, exert all my efforts here, Lord God. I cannot do it. Please help me. That's the prayer God is waiting for. That's the reason why he brings us through these trials, these, this pressure test, in order to strengthen, make us realize that apart from him, we cannot do anything. Now, there is an initial purpose and an ultimate purpose in every trial, in every testing. There is an initial purpose, and there is an ultimate purpose in every trial and testing. First, the initial purpose of every trial test is to build us in us perseverance and endurance. Now, if you're trying to strengthen your lungs, do you keep smoking if you're smoking? No. First, you quit smoking. And then you build your endurance by running, hopefully, or brisk walking for some of you, right? We, we, we don't say, oh, I'll get a membership at Anytime Fitness and then hope everything goes well. No, we, we actually move and we challenge ourselves, right? The first lesson God desires to teach us in a trial or a pressure test, is that of our perseverance and endurance. This word is also literally translated as patience. The Greek word for perseverance means to abide under, to abide under the pressure, or in layman's terms, 
So hang in there. That is what God is trying to develop in us in every trial, in the pressure test, is to have that, that perseverance to hang in there. When you consider that not one trial you have faced in life is an accident, but instead it has been by the, the design of God, and His purpose is to first produce in your life perseverance. Now, here is your first question regarding your pressure test for your radical change. Now, you don't have to answer out loud. Just answer silently in your minds. The question is, as you consider your trial today, I don't know what trial you're going through for most of you. Some of you I do. As you consider your trial today, how are you doing? Or how are you persevering? Some of you may be wondering, why won't God take this away? Now look at the verse again. Look at the verse that says, the testing of your faith. Now why do you take a test? We take a test to evaluate our ability to master the assignment. What is your assignment in a trial? To develop perseverance. One answer could be that you have not yet learned how to persevere. Life has been easy. There's no need to pray so much. Life has been such a peachy, rosy, cloud nine life. There's no need to pray so much. There was not enough testing there. So not like when we say praise God, it wasn't really real. It was just lip service. But when the testing became hard, it's unfamiliar. It's really testing our faith. That's when we say, oh Lord, our oh Lord line in prayer becomes a real oh Lord. Help me in this. We have not yet learned how to persevere in the trial so that the test continues until God, until God is able to see his purpose fulfilled in your life. See, sometimes you would wonder, why am I going through this again? Because you have not learned the lesson yet. Why am I going through this again? Because you have not passed the test yet. The moment that you are actually, ew, you actually have all the, toothpaste in the container and there is really toothpaste in there, you put pressure in there, that's when it'll come out. But then when it's finally empty, you will have to have God, you will have God to refill you. Right? Because the testing puts, puts pressure on us and, it, and our faith goes out as little or as much as we have and then when we're completely dry and out, we say, Lord, please fill me up again. Fill me up again, Lord God, so that I can go through this pressure test that you, because it is he who has allowed it, right? Now, God doesn't send temptations our way. He doesn't tempt anybody. He sends testing, trials, trials, and tests. That's what he does in order to strengthen our faith. So that we will grow in our relationship with him. So again, what is being tested? Your faith? Now where does your faith come from? Romans 10, 17 answers that for us. Consequently, 
faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. That's Romans 10, 17. Faith is nothing more than taking God at his word. Amen? Taking God in his word and responding to his instructions, his testing of our faith is designed to produce perseverance in our life. That's what it is. When God says, I'm good for it, you bet you're behind. Money in the, money in the, well, check in the mail, they say, right? And if you know you're talking to somebody who, who is capable of giving you that money, the guy goes, hey, Joe, I'm going to pay off your mortgage. By next Monday, you should receive that check in your account to pay off your mortgage. And if I know that person is actually capable of doing that, I'm counting. I'm expectantly counting to get that money in my checking account. Now, if I know that guy has $40 in his name, I'm probably thinking he's doing drugs again. This dude is drunk or is on drugs. But the same, same with God. When God says, consider it all joy that you're going through these trials so that your faith will develop, your perseverance will be developed, then what are we supposed to say? Well, Lord, you're wrong. This is way too, taking way too long. Like Joe's preaching, it takes way too long at times. Right? We argue with God. Lord, this is too much. Too much. We, we, we can tell him the pain. We are supposed to tell him the pain. Lord, this is painful. This is too long. That was too short. Help me. We're supposed to be honest, but our faith is nothing more than taking God at his word and responding to his instructions. His testing of our faith is designed to produce perseverance in our life. Now here's an illustration. The Greek word for testing is the kameon. Now if you are opening a, a locksmith company, this is going to be a great name for you. The kameon. <laughs> this, this is a term for the potter, the potter in the biblical times, the potter who puts his vessel into the fire. He puts it in the fire and then it takes it out to inspect it to see if there is a crack. The crack vessels were sold at a much reduced price. However, the vessel that went through the fire and did not crack, the potter would write the kameon, which was a witness to all who would purchase the work. It has been tested by fire and it did not crack. In other words, it persevered and endured the pressure test. Now, the test or trial, our testing and our trial, is never intended to crush us. It doesn't. You have to know that God is good no matter what you're going through. No matter what we're going through, we have to know that He is good. And He is not out there to crush us, but to approve us in our spiritual growth, in our life and walk with Christ. Remember, the pressure tests are made up of testing, and trials, and they will come. They will come. They will come, but they are calculated. 
Now we said that the initial purpose of the trial was to produce perseverance in our, in our life. However, the ultimate purpose in every trial is to produce maturity. It's to produce maturity. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The picture here is the same as a building and you continue to add to the building to make a structure that is secure. You take faith and act on faith and God produces perseverance and then through perseverance, God adds maturity and the final result of the structure is in the Christian life is character. Your character changes. Remember, our message last week was being changed from the inside out. Character, the inner making of a person. The inner making of, of, of the, men, the mental qualities of a person. Maturity is for a char- the Christian's character to mature that brings honor to God. Not to themselves, although they will, you will be complimented. But it's really not for your glory, but it's all for God's glory. Now, I don't know about you, but I categorize great Christians to be the ones who have gone through the fire of trials. And the Spirit of God is in them. You know, it's, it's written all over them. The Camion went through the fire but did not crack. Those are the great Christians. The missionaries that would, fa- that would face their, 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 the people that captured them and face it with a smile. Remember the Korean missionaries that we spoke about many years ago? Then They were going to be executed and they were all fighting to go, arguing who's going to go first. Right? The Kameon went through fire but did not crack. That's what testing of our faith means. That's what testing of our faith is trying to produce. Mature believers. So that when, when this dying world sees you going through that, but yet you are still praising God and facing it, facing it without cracking, and they will say, can you help me? Because I know you went through that same thing last year, but yet it didn't seem like it changed you one bit. Can you share your faith with me? They know they might not be saying it because they can't identify it. It should be you. But your life is the one that's showing that to them. Those are the great Christians. The pressure tests that come in trials are not our enemies. They're not our enemies, but our servants. And they come with a note in their hand from the Father. A note coming from the Father saying, This is for you, and this trial will build your faith. Your, for your perseverance, your spiritual maturity, and the end result will be godly character. Amen? Amen. And we all memorize Romans 8.28, right? I think. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, those who are called according to His purpose. Amen? Amen. Amen. How about Romans 5.3? Not only so, but we also glorify in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Now, James was not a believer of Jesus before Jesus was uh, resurrected, right? He became a, a believer of Christ after the resurrection. This book was written maybe about six, uh, 30 years after Jesus' resurrection. 
So maybe, just maybe, as he was writing this, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Maybe, maybe he was thinking that his brother, his half-brother, Jesus, his Lord, went through suffering. Maybe he's remembering that. But because of what Jesus went through through the cross and the heartbreaks that his parents went through and his family went through and all the disciples were depressed, but because of that suffering, that testing that happened to Jesus, because of that, it produced salvation for James and for us. So maybe he's thinking that. Maybe he's thinking that, that we have to consider pure joy because out of every trial, out of every hardship, it will produce, it will produce maturity. Amen? Because that's what it produced for us Christians. Our Christ, our Jesus, went through suffering in order for our sins to be paid. So that all of us can live a, a, a life that is glorifying Him and have eternal life after this. Consider it pure joy, He says. Now going back to our church's pressure test. Remember our pressure test? $10,000 by January of 2023. Or leave. Or reduce your square footage. After many months of prayer, after several business meetings, and the formation of a financial board committee, a ton of phone calls, a ton of wrestling with thoughts and ideas and prayers, the Lord bless His church, this church, who has a 65 to 85 strong every Sunday, who has about, he has about 20 families that gives about 85% of the giving. The Lord bless that church of His to have a building of its own. From this, we will be moving to that. Praise God. Out of the trial, testing, the pressure test, his people, though not many, though not all, prayed, persevered, and trusted God. And God was true to his word. Amen? Now that we understand truth about our trials, we need to know how to survive the trials that we face in life. That will be next Sunday. This is the word of the Lord. Let's all close in prayer as the music team make their way up here. If you need prayer with the trials that you're going through, please come up so we can pray with you. If you have been visiting us for quite some time and the Lord has impressed it in your heart to become a part of this church. Please come up so we can recognize you. Or if you haven't surrendered to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't received Him, if you haven't received forgiveness for your sins, and you'd like to do that tonight, please come up so we can lead you into that prayer. Please pray. Let's all rise and as I say a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for your message. We thank you for your people and their faithfulness to be here for your appointed time at your appointed place with the body that you have chosen for all of us. 
We thank you for your words, Lord God. May it remain in our hearts and in our minds. As we go through our own sets of trials and, and testing, Lord God, we know that apart from you, we cannot do anything. So please, Father God, strengthen us as we go through the pressure test that you have chosen and designed for us. Relieve us, Lord God. Rescue us. Help us. Heal those who are sick, Father God. Rescue those who are in trouble. Restore those broken relationships, Lord God. And Father, attend to everyone's needs. We know that you are faithful and you are good. And we trust in you completely. Father, may you, Lord God, remain in our lives and our lives be glorifying to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.